Well, Michael Gadinsky, I don't think he had much to do with Dire Straits, but he did have a lot to do with many, many performers that, uh, that are here in Australia and, and came to Australia as well. Uh, music said to be in his blood, and there's, uh, after his passing a couple of years ago now, there is a movie coming out called Ego, the Michael Gadinsky story. Director Paul Goldman is uh, on the line. Paul, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you? All right, thank you. The movie that had to be made, I reckon. It did. Uh, we started it while Michael was still alive, and unfortunately, very tragically, he passed away. But I can tell you he was still exercising some kind of control and influence from way beyond the grave. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that because there were concerts after and, uh, and all sorts. But uh, your, your movie, and I've I got to ask you first up, the footage of the, uh, the young boy near the start of your movie, is that Michael as a young man? Yeah, I'm, there's, there's some footage of him when he... So th- there's a very, very important piece of archival footage of Michael when he was... Um, 18, 19, when he first started Mushroom, and um, he, pu- he he was being interviewed and, and more or less issued a, a mission statement about what he was hoping to achieve with Mushroom Records. Yeah. So there was, there was no end of material. I mean, Michael loved the limelight. He loved the camera. He was always spruiking his acts or Australian music. And uh, I, I'm thinking, I reckon there's a little bit before that where he's maybe organising the car parking as a seven-year-old. There's, there's a young boy uh, in the first yep. couple of minutes. That's him? Yep. Really? Yeah, Michael. Michael, um, Michael always, always loved publicity. And, and, and you know, he was, at a very early age, he was selling uh, car parks in yes. a block of land next to his parents' place. So amazing, isn't it? Because the it was close to uh, a the, the race course there, Caulfield. So amazing. So he, he knew what he was doing, and he knew what what direction his uh, life was going to go in. Uh, he he fell into music. He he got into that. Got got as part of just making money, I suppose, and that's where he stayed. I think he was always a music fan. Mm. I think Michael was, you know, a great entrepreneur and a great businessman. But but I think his motivation was that he was just a music fan. He loved music and he loved being around uh, those artistic people in music circles and he loved the lifestyle. Yeah, he certainly did. And I I do like the bit at the beginning as well where he's trying to play the drums and says, no, don't have a musical note in my body. And Jimmy Barnes talked about that too. Yes, I think uh, everyone told Michael that he shouldn't even (laughs) sing in the shower. Yes. I think that's the line from Barnsley. So, all right. Um, the uh, the career with Mushroom that uh, he started, it, it was uh, not just involved in music, was it? He, he branched that out into films over his life. That's right. The documentary really tracks his, um, his career over five, six decades. Mm. But Michael had many strings to his bow. He started a very successful um, film production company, was behind films like Chopper and Wolf Creek um, and TV productions. But we decided to... I mean, it's very hard telling the story of uh, someone who's such a, a, a force of nature who lived five lifetimes in 68 years. Yeah. I mean, something... You know, a lot of stuff hit the cutting room floor, of course. What couldn't you keep in? What You must have regretted leaving anything out. Well... Very personally, there was lots of bands I would have loved to have also included in there. I mean, the, the film runs for 110 minutes. Yeah. But, 
you know, it was inevitable. I mean, the criterion was to, to talk about those bands that had changed the Australian music scene and that Michael has had very, very close personal relationships with as well. And there were many. I mean, you you think of even some of the uh, the overseas names, um, uh, Frontier Touring, which uh, was the company, of course, but Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Manelli, Rolling Stones, Madonna, Springsteen. Oh, it's it's a who's who. It's just incredible that Michael Gadinsky had so much to do with all of that. Yeah, Michael forged very very close relationships with many artists, both locally and overseas. I mean, I think there's no better example of that than um, his um, wonderful relationship with Ed Sheeran. I mean, 40 years Mm. apart in age. And Ed Sheeran has always said that Michael was the person who gave him the confidence and the impetus to his career. Which goes to a pertinent question. How did he see the talent in people? You think of Sheeran, so young and... You know, a redhead for goodness sake, <laughs> and and he sees something in him clearly. I think Michael had an instinct for uh, for, for a talent, mm. and I think he also had the patience to nurture it. I mean, Skyhooks were an overnight um, success, yeah. but the very next band that became huge for him was Split Ends, who took yeah. years to develop. I think yeah. Michael had great people around him as well, um, and he listened to them. And I think he was a risk taker. I think that's really one of the most important things to understand about Michael is that he just kept reinventing himself. He kept taking risks. His back was to the wall many times financially, and he just didn't lie down. He just kept beating that path and beating that drum very loudly for his artists and for Australian music. Yeah, It's funny you say he he listened to people. The impression I got more is the other thing you said about him being the risk taker. And uh, but listening's important, isn't it? No matter who you are and 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 the risks you do take, you you do need advice. Yeah, I think superficially people always um, people were always confused by Michael because you couldn't understand half of what he said. He was mm. always in perpetual motion. Um, sometimes he was conducting three conversations at the same time, but it was clear that. Not only was he conducting three conversations at the same time, he was listening to the other people as well. Yeah. I mean, you made a fatal mistake to think Michael hadn't heard what you said. He'd recall something almost with a photographic memory days later. Yeah. Um, it was that ability to surround himself with the best of the best and demand the best of them. I mean, Michael was a great um, motivator. Yeah, and uh, and clearly got the best out of people from that. That's right. So, all right, the memorial concert that was held at Rod Laver Arena, we probably all remember that. I certainly uh, watched a, a good portion of it on the night and uh, had such a, a huge uh, audience following that evening, didn't it, in terms of just the acts that Michael had influenced and helped and worked with over the years coming together to uh, to remember him? Look, we we could have gone on interviewing people overseas and in Australia for the next year. There was no no one no one turned us down. It was just a matter of finding opportunities. People with very busy schedules. I mean, Michael's uh, influence on people overseas and especially in Australia is enormous. Mm. Uh, There there is no other figure in in Australian music like Michael Wodinski. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And ego, it's out now, Paul. It comes, it's cinemas nationwide tomorrow. Yeah. And that's a great place to see it because it's a really loud, rude yes, film. It is. <laughs> I, I watched it with headphones and uh, it is loud, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Good on you, Paul. Thank you.
pleasure. All the best with uh, Ego, the story of Michael Gadinsky, Paul Goldman, the director.